to overwhelm is optional, challenging the idea that it's okay to be stuck in overwhelm. I'm your host, Heidi Mark, and I'm a body mindfulness teacher and coach, and I help people get out of their heads into their body to find the energy, clarity and ease they long for. I hope you enjoy this. If you do, please subscribe, leave a lovely, lovely review and tell everyone you know. Thank you and enjoy. Welcome to Social Media Overwhelm, part two. So in this episode, um, I'm going to be giving you body mindfulness techniques and other tips to help you gain back your attention from social media. So if you haven't checked out part one, you might want to do that first just because it helps you reframe how you think about social media from something annoying or gen generally bad to an opportunity and a neutral space that you have power to control and change for the better. So if you want to check out part one, go and do that first, but you don't have to, you might want to just get straight on with it. So in this episode, I'm going to be um, helping you break that addiction to your phone to or to you know that constant checking, whether it's your phone, your iPad, however you check. So First of all, I want you to just consider how much time you are devoting to mindless use of social media. So there's a difference between intentional use. So, for example, there's the times when I go into social media to share my podcast episode, to schedule posts that will be helpful and that build my business and draw the people who I want to work with, who I feel called to serve to draw them to me or to just genuinely help them in the moment even if they don't want to work with me on a more one-to-one -one basis. So that's intentional and I deliberately schedule a lot of posts so that I'm not thinking about that all the time because it's really unhealthy for me to be in work mode all the time and it's very very easy for me to get into work mode all the time as I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. So if you're in any way using social media for business and you're finding that you're starting to live your life through the camera of will this be good for my business if I share it, then just have a think about that for a moment. So I've really struggled with this. First of all, I'm a very private person and I don't like to share lots of stuff about my life in order to promote myself online but on the other hand trying to be an invisible online entrepreneur isn't great it doesn't work does it so for me really exploring that balance between sharing stuff that is personal so that you can get to know me and know my values and see whether I resonate with you and also sharing personal stuff to my friends with my family, my cousins, you know, that's that's important. But if I'm finding that it's encroaching too much on my life. So this is this is I'm talking about the kind of pre um, going online. I'm talking about photos and thoughts that I um, that. So it's the headspace. It's the pre the pre getting sucked into the mindless scroll. So, for example, uh we met my son and his girlfriend and went canoeing and you know that's a canoeing's a a great thing so i could share that 
or not. But if, if while I'm canoeing, instead of being fully present, I'm thinking about photo opportunities and how I could write a blog or I'm thinking of a podcast, that's I don't like that. I, I feel that that then my work and particularly social media is encroaching on my life in a way that's unhelpful. And that's quite difficult, isn't it? Because if you're an ideas person and you you are good at sharing stuff online, which helps promote and grow your business and promoting growing a business is a good thing because, you know, then we get to do the work we feel called to do and we reach the people that we can help so it's not a bad thing but if it's taking over too much of your life just consider that for a moment and I think for me one of the best ways of thinking about this is not just in time taken but in the quality of my everyday experience so obviously as a body mindfulness teacher I'm talking I'm thinking in terms of mindfulness so body mindfulness is mindfulness rooted in the body which means that in general, the more of my day is spent feeling connected and aligned. So feeling my feet on the ground, feeling my body rather than being stuck in my head and really overwhelmed or or just really working my head all the time, then that's a good thing. Now, if I'm doing head work, so, you know, writing, yeah, particularly writing, that doesn't that's quite difficult to stay in my body and that's my weakness is is you know I love writing and I, I love studying and I love reading but that can disconnect me from my body and that can lead to health issues for me and also overusing my mind and then I can end up feeling very cloggy in my mind and that's when I they're my tipping points because I recognize that I in the past have got stuck in overwhelm and then that has led to burnout and exhaustion so they're my warning signs so this practice of body mindfulness is really helpful for keeping me rooted in my body so if I find that I'm being pulled out of that at any point I tend to notice now because I have this deep practice so let's think about I'm canoeing down the river I'm having fun we're laughing and then I'm thinking oh this would make a really good post you know, so it's like, can I get a photo? If I'm then, it's different if I just take a quick photo and then put my phone away and forget about it. But if I get stuck in my head and I'm now not really canoeing down the river, enjoying my precious, precious time with my partner, my dogs, my son and his girlfriend. If I'm missing that because I'm stuck in my head thinking about how this would look on social media and how this might be helpful then that's rubbish because I'm missing my life can you see so it's like I think when I start seeing my life through the camera lens for social media and business promotion or even just social media personal sharing then that's the tipping point for me and that's when I'm gonna I've noticed that I get quite irritated with that so I've for me, I've really struggled with social media because it demands, you know, I don't like this whole, not only have you got Instagram and Facebook posts, but now you've got stories. So it's like this constant sharing. And I've actually noticed that I have this reaction to people, even people that I admire and follow, you know, choose to follow who have really helped me personally. Um, if they share too much stuff online, then I feel this depletion, this exhaustion, like, for God's sake, will you stop 
Will you just stop being present online all the time? I have this real rebellious physical reaction to it. It's like, for God's sake, get offline. But actually, they're probably not online because they're probably, you can now schedule stories, which is quite amusing. So what are we doing? Why are we all scheduling stuff so it looks like we're not scheduling? So you have to kind of question that. But but people do it because it works and they reach more people. So I get why they do it, but I'm still rebelling. You know, I don't want to be posting stories and this and that. It's just this endless. It feels like it could endlessly suck my life out of my life and just artificially place it online so that I'm no longer living. I'm living online. And I guess that's the thing, isn't it? That's the overwhelm of social media is when we're living in our heads, either as a view to how we present ourselves online or when we're actually scrolling and then we miss out on our life so that's why the body is so helpful because it's there with you all the time and it has this these you know this deep wisdom and pulling learning body mindfulness and learning to pull yourself out of your head to pull yourself back into your body back into your life is so essential and very simple so let's just start with a simple tuning practice now so you can start to think about where you are in your life, how you're feeling with what I've what I've just talked about. So if you're in a position to close your eyes, then please do so. Please don't do this driving. It's not appropriate. You need your external awareness really strong, obviously, when you're driving. But otherwise, I'm just going to invite you to close your eyes if it's safe to do so. If you're walking along, then obviously keep your eyes open. But then just allow all of your attention to drop into your feet. Feel your feet on the ground. Get curious about the physical sensations of your feet and how the ground feels to them. Place your awareness in your left foot and then your right foot. And then both feet together. Feel your feet on the ground, connected to the earth. Allow your belly to soften if it wants to. And if it doesn't, that's okay. Don't try to do anything. Just notice. Soft belly or not and notice how you feel and take your awareness to the space between your shoulders and your ears and notice this space notice if your shoulders want to drop away from your ears for a moment or not just notice how you feel not trying to change anything or achieve anything just become aware of your body, sensations, patterns of held tension, anywhere that feels soft and released. Just notice. And then bringing to mind social media accounts. Just notice. So if we bring up Facebook, Notice any reaction in your body 
physical sensations related to your Facebook account and usage. Don't judge anything here, your mind's going to get involved. But just let go of the attention on the mind, drop into the body. Get curious about any physical sensations to do with your Facebook usage. Instagram. Notice if it's the same or different physical sensations if you use Instagram. And then any other social media usage you want to bring to mind, do so now. And drop into the body and notice your reactions, physical sensations to any other accounts. And then just bringing your awareness to your whole body and any physical sensations to do with social media usage. Just get curious. You're just exploring, taking notice what information is in your body that can help you. And then releasing that, opening your eyes, noticing whatever came up for you and then I'm guessing you're here because you want to gain more control over your social media usage. So in the last episode we thought about what we think about it and I was going with the idea that it's neither good nor bad, it's a neutral space and you can choose to make it whatever you want and that it would be good if we all went in with more intention and spread kindness integrity if we will behave with authenticity and we we all crave genuine connection i think so actually genuinely connecting with people by not just scrolling mindlessly but going in and connecting with people with encouraging and sending love and you know just being yeah being more authentic online actually connecting particularly in this time of covid so and hopefully after covid or everybody going back to disconnecting after covid but you know what i mean this is an opportunity we crave connection let's use social media for good so so that's one thing isn't it that just noticing the intention behind your usage but i think one of the biggest problems is how often we use it so my ideal situation is to control my usage and i've worked i've worked hard on this and i have I used all sorts of things. So I had Facebook Purity on um, installed on Google as an extension, and that worked well for me because it stops the scroll with a lovely inspirational quote. So that's I think it's just called Facebook Purity. It's a free Google extension, and I liked that. But actually, then I realised that it was annoying because um, for work I need to scroll and interact and if I just go in and post then I'm actually not connecting with people and that's just ridiculous because connection is important as I've just stated so I've actually removed Facebook purity now which is interesting because what's really good having had it on there since January so that's nearly eight months of Facebook purity is although I could scroll on my phone and my iPad, I couldn't scroll on my laptop unless I changed browsers, which I didn't. 
And what's been really, really interesting is even now I've removed it, I'm not scrolling on my laptop. And when I'm when I'm scrolling on my phone and my iPad, it's easier to break the scroll when it becomes mindless. So that's really interesting. So you might want to research the idea of using something that blocks the scroll just to give you more control because you want to do everything in your power if you genuinely want to stop the mindless waste of energy and time and exhaustion and disconnect if you want to use social media as a force for good in your life to give and receive in a really integral place spreading love and kindness which is what i hope because how amazing would it be if we all did that then yeah, breaking the addiction, getting control of your attention is really important. So do everything in your power to make it as easy as possible. So I suggest I, I really was grateful to Facebook Purity for stopping that scroll for a few months. That was really helpful for me. And I would I would reinstall it if I felt the need. So you could consider that. Or any other tool there is. I'm sure there's lots, but I haven't Googled them purposely because I get stuck down Google rabbit holes and things change anyway you know you have to find what's right for you so there are there is software you can use to help you and to support you other things you can do are if notice what it is that's that's the reaction so um software engineers have made it so that we we get addicted and that's to do with this dopamine release of pressing buttons so where noticing when you're about to press the button noticing what's going on is it at certain times so for example is it every time you see your phone if it is could you hide your phone so i do this quite a lot um i place the phone in the drawer next to where the phone sits and i find that really helpful i turn the phone upside down i don't have my phone on which i know is annoying so if somebody phones me my phone doesn't ring the only time my phone is switched on to noise is if i'm out with my partner and he might want to phone me you know if you're shopping but as joint shopping has gone out the window there's my phone's really not on so yes i could miss phone calls but you know i can phone people back and there's other ways of reaching me there's lots of ways of reaching me and i don't find talking on the phone and having my phone ready to interrupt me very helpful because when I work I'm doing really deep work I like to get really in the zone or I'm recording videos or a podcast so you know I kind of just quite happy with my phone being on silent I also don't have notifications on it I found that really helpful and then another thing I discovered is in the settings I managed to change it so that I have notifications but not the little symbols, do you know what I mean? Not the like, the little picture next to the app or Messenger or WhatsApp or whatever. Um, but I was having, so the notification could come up in the lock screen. And then I discovered that you can change it so you can't read the message. So it will tell you you've got a message and who it's from, but it doesn't tell you what it is. And for some reason that really helped. I don't know why. I guess it's because... If it reads the if it reads the message or part of the message, it gets my brain going into oh I need to deal with that. Whereas if it just says notification from my son, then I know it's there. And if it's from my, one of my kids, I'm 
pretty much click on that straight away because they're so important to me. But in general, a lot of stuff you get, you don't really need to click on it straight away. And I've been practicing delaying the click. So there's something really powerful there. So if you think about it like this, software engineers have designed it. So you're addicted to your phone. You want to break that addiction because you want control of your life back. The best way to do that is to pause before the click. So even if you then, because it's really hard if you do the opposite. So the opposite is to go, right, I'm not going to touch my phone for an hour. It's really hard. It's possible, but you probably have to distract yourself with something. Put the phone away, switch it off, go and do something else. That works as well. But you're still at some point going to be in that position where you're about your fingers going towards the button. At that point, catch it, pause. And at that moment, do this. So you see your phone, you recognise that you're about to press. I'll just quickly check, just quickly check. And you know that's rubbish. You know you could lose hours of your life. So instead of just quickly checking, pause. The longer the pause, the better. And this is a really good thing to do. Your fingers going towards the phone. You catch yourself, you pause. You drop all of your attention into your feet. Feel your feet on the ground. Notice how you feel. Allow your belly to soften and your shoulders to come away from your ears if they want to or not. And notice how you feel. Notice that pull towards the phone. Notice it as a physical sensation. Notice the irritation in your mind because you just stopped it having that dopamine fix. Just notice, notice any irritation or any relief. But don't expect anything. Don't expect to feel better or worse. It's just a neutral noticing practice. And that's it. So that's a few seconds. So let's do that again. You see your phone. Your habit is to press the button and check. You pause. You feel your feet on the ground. You allow your belly to soften your shoulders to come away from your ears so this is just any softening that wants to happen and you notice you notice how you feel you notice the irritation the relief or whatever of pausing and then if you still want to check your phone you can but you are aware that you are checking your phone so you are moving from checking your phone with complete addiction to, I, I know that I'm checking my phone. Now, this might not sound like much, but it's the difference between mindlessly being pulled in without your control and choosing to check your phone, even if you still don't really want to. So it's, you're not breaking the habit in one go. You're just becoming aware that you are checking. It didn't happen by accident. You're pausing, you're starting to break that habit. This is a tipping point because that's when it's happening. It's like chocolate and wine and all of the other addictions. Notice that you're doing it. Become aware. Accept that weakness. Notice it. 
don't notice it it's the difference between noticing after you've scrolled for an hour oh no i picked my phone up again i've just lost an hour i really wanted to go and do that thing and i haven't done it and i feel yucky because that was a useless half an hour that was a waste i don't like how that feels noticing all of that all of the junky feeling it's like when you eat junk food isn't it and you feel crap afterwards if you're going to eat junk food notice it you know it's definitely time for ice cream it's incredibly hot this week in the uk so i know that eating ice cream if i eat too much of it it's too much sugar i'm not going to feel great so i can choose how i do that I can choose to eat the ice cream and eat less of it. So I just get the nice feeling, the coolness and the joy that it's August and I'm eating ice cream. Or I can eat too much of it and feel terrible. But it's the knowing, it's the mindfulness. It's the being in my body, noticing how these things make me feel. As soon as you notice what's going on for you, you have more power and control. And you can then start to gain more control so that after a while, because you're realising how often you are going to reach for that phone, the fingers going towards the phone, hands going towards the phone. Oh, I'm noticing. Once you get more awareness of this, you can then take it a step further. So you've practised the pausing this long pause getting into your body and pausing before using it and now you're really starting to up you know could do this for a week and then you'll really start to notice oh my god i'm always reaching for my phone i'm not really present you know for example how often do you reach for your phone when you're talking to somebody else because that's such a shame listen to that person get curious about that person so if you can Move your attention from your phone to the thing that you're doing and notice how often your phone is stealing you. Like you can feel it as this magnetic force, can't you? And also notice when it's happening. So is it happening in the moments in between? So I notice, for example, if we're eating dinner, watching what whatever thing we're enjoying on Amazon Prime and then my partner goes to take the plates to the kitchen or goes to get something from the kitchen. I notice that 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 pause is when I tend to pick up my iPad. But he's only gone for three minutes. Now, sometimes it's because I've been waiting to look something up because there's something that's really interested and got me curious. And that's kind of okay. But I've noticed that I I there's like it's like this discomfort in those empty spaces can you relate to that you know you're you're waiting for a bus or you're you're waiting for something you have this you it's the pauses in between that we tend to fill with mindless phone checking noticing that can be really helpful then just tune into your body so instead of reaching for the phone in every little pause and moment in between instead of doing that Just tune into the body, feet, belly, heart, shoulders, jaw. Notice how you feel. Get back into your body. (sighs) Allow, softening. Because that's nourishing. First of all, you're connected. Secondly, 
you you may have been sat in a really awkward position for a while and actually you're starting to get neck ache and then in a week's time you'll wonder why you really need to go to the chiropractor and it's because we get stuck and disconnected so using those moments in between those kind of weird restless spaces of you know when it's just not we were watching television we were talking to somebody we were traveling we were working we were doing 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 and then suddenly there's this pause and we need to fill it instead of filling it with your phone fill it with a tune into your body feel your feet on the ground allow your attention to move out of your mind out of the busyness of the mind out of the overloaded mind out of external distractions away from your phone pull your attention back Steal it back from your phone, pull it into your body and notice how you feel. Just notice. A couple of other things you could do is once you start to notice how often you're getting that strong pull towards the phone and you're because the more you get awareness of that, the more you're probably going to get a bit cross. And, and like, right, tell me more. I want more stuff to block it. So there's other things you can do. You can, you can hide it. You can switch it off. You can certainly not have it anywhere near you at night because that'd be really good um, for lots of reasons. Like the light coming out of it is blue light unless you've got it on the nighttime setting. Um, it's easy to end up checking your phone when you need to be sleeping. You know, there's all, I mean, if you use it as an alarm, then put it on airplane or, or however your settings work you know there are all sorts of things you can do to really minimize its distraction during what should be your wonderful wonderful switching off period of night um, personally I leave my phone switched off downstairs because I need to take big control over my phone um, but obviously it's up to you, you some people use it for listening to a relaxation before they go to sleep or use it as your um alarm and you know you you have to think about that night time is a big thing and i know people who wake up in the night and automatically check their phone but then sometimes they do one of my relaxations and that helps them so you know you've got to think about about what's best for you and whether physically removing the phone at your weakest time is best for you or whether the harder thing learning to control and you need to do both but make it as easy as possible because each little win you get each little gain gives you power and then you get more rebellious you're like yeah this phone is a tool for me to use social media is for me to use to make my life better it is not the boss of me you know get rebellious so another thing you can do is limit your time so you're this is kind of later down the line it might not be for you you might want to do this today it's your journey it's your relationship with social media um so another good thing you could try is limit your time so set a timer you know i'm going to spend 10 minutes mindlessly scrolling you don't even have to do it with intention you could just do the mindless scroll for 10 minutes because that's what i feel like doing but but then stop so there's that setting a timer and then notice how that feels so does that feel good might do might be fun it is what it is but notice it keep noticing keep tuning into the body notice what's going on for you with your phone and social media so noticing the physical sensations the body's reaction to social media 
is really helpful because it gets you out of your head and it gives you more control. It reminds you you are in a body on the earth. You are not in this weird online space. Um, and then really important, the, the kind of ultimate thing to me is not only controlling it as in I choose when to check, but also the icing on the cake is choosing when to check and choosing to check with intention. So I am going to check to see how my cousins are and I'm going to respond to them with genuine connection or I'm going to go into social media to connect with other people, network with other online entrepreneurs or to put helpful comments on other people's posts so that they get the encouragement and help and love they need today. Or I'm going into social media to find something that 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 helps me in this area of my life. So so intention, why are you checking? Don't just check. Go do some good stuff. With great power comes great responsibility. You have power and control over your social media usage and you can use it as a force for good. You can make your life better and you can make the world better. Be something, be a beacon of light, of truth, of authenticity, of encouragement, of sprinkle kindness everywhere. Have intention when you click. Tune in before so tune into the body, notice how you're feeling. And if you're feeling kind of cross and don't go take it out on social media. Don't spread over the world. Deal with that in a more appropriate way. Be kind. Use your power for good. So check in. If you're feeling sad and you need to connect, go and connect with a friend you know, go and ask for help. There's there's ways to behave that that make it a better space for all of us. There are ways for you to use social media to make your life fuller. So I'll leave you with that. I hope that was helpful. Good luck. Let me know how you get, get on. I'd be really interested to know.